0: On 1116 SEN, this is the Flag Flyers for the American-Australian Association, devoted to strengthening relations between the United States and Australia. Hello everyone and welcome to the
1: Flag Flyers, the place where we profile and chat about all the Aussies flying the flag for us in the US of A. I'm Christopher Tyler, alongside me is Lucky Miller.
2: What's going on, buddy? Mate, massive week of sport that we've had.
1: Well, NFL draft is probably uh, the first one that uh, comes to mind. And then the Spectacular Sunday. Well, that's what I was getting into uh, eventually. The Spectacular Sunday that we've just had with Game 7 of the NBA playoffs between the Clippers and the Spurs, which I think is one of the best games I've seen in a very, very long time. That last quarter specifically was just outstanding.
2: And then pow, pow.
1: And then pow, pow. I didn't watch it. Didn't you? No, I didn't watch it in the end. I was working. I was working. Did you watch it? Because I remember uh, uh, you telling me last week on the show that you were pretty keen about oh, it. Oh, yeah. From all reports, it was a shit-boring fight.
2: Well, um, can you say shit on radio? Yep. Oh, there we go. I said it too. Sweet. Um, uh, yeah, I went down to the local pub, as you do at uh, midday on a Sunday or eleven uh, 11.30 on a Sunday, just to get... Prime. So you watched
1: The Undercards as well?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I had to get there early. Got, got prime position. Oh, nice. um, yeah, and uh, no, it was packed. Um, I can't... I'm just trying to picture If it was this popular in a bar... In Melbourne, how, like, you know, we, we don't even have a vested interest. It's a Filipino against yeah. an American. Um, but we well, have
1: a vested interest because there's an American and we normally revert to whoever's playing against the American, especially in this case <laughs> when it's Floyd Mayweather, who you told me last week everyone hated. And I've actually looked up a, a, a lot of things yeah. uh, on Floyd Mayweather since you told me about that. And I've got to say, I'm, I'm right there with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, look, uh, as, as for the fight, I'm no boxing expert. Um, I found it, I mean, I. Just a
1: lot of dancing going on.
2: Well, it was, it was more just the the, um, the it was just um you know the uh the tension and the atmosphere like it was just palpable you know you could just feel the feel the energy and uh, um you know for me I mean not knowing exactly you know the intricacies of boxing and things like that I enjoyed it um but at the same time I would have liked Pacquiao to win um but uh, at the same time part of me in the last you know couple of days has been like well you know you almost Respect, respect is the right word. Um, uh, Mayweather, in that you know, uh, to be that disciplined over twenty years to not drop mm. a single fight uh, is is pretty incredible. And uh, I read a great article today um, explaining how, why he won because a lot of people on social media saying oh Pac Man should have won and all this sort of stuff.
1: That's that's what I heard as well. Was was that kind of the same theory on uh, the, the the people around you had in the bar? Well, yeah,
2: I mean, but I, I think, like, the, uh, the rest of uh, us, uh, I'll, I'll call us a collective, um, you know, uh, bandwagon uh, boxing fans, because, you know, only come out when the big uh, big uh, draw cards happen, is that they uh, do not know what the hell going on there, but I? I'm just like, yeah, hit him. Um, <laughs> hit him! Um, and um, and there was even a groin shot in there um, at one point, but it was an accident. Well, we'll think it's an accident. <laughs> I would have been deliberate. I would have just been straight for the crotch. Um but uh, you know, and there was a great article explaining the fact that you know uh, Mayweather's thing is that he's you know hyper defensive, and then his next best skill is being defensive, and then you know he, he'll counter punch, and he's just he's preci- uh precision, he's just a surgeon, and uh, all the stats were in his favor in the end, and it wasn't the, the fight wasn't rigged, it just uh, you know he's just he's just so so. Such a good uh, def- uh, defensive fighter that uh, people can't break him down.
1: What I don't like about boxing, and I'm sure this is the reason why boxing fans actually do like boxing, is the fact that you don't really know who wins at the end because you saw at the end of the contest, mm. both fighters put their arms up because they both claim to have won it. And then we don't find out for another couple of minutes uh, actually who wins it.
2: Well, Mayweather Mayweather, in like five seconds to go put his... Fifth. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But then
1: as soon as the bell rung, Pacquiao put his hands up as well. You don't actually yeah. know the score. But I think... Wouldn't I th- yeah. it be better if there was... A running score on nah. the screen or something like that. Nah, no. I don't know. I, I think um, uh, I'm not a boxing man at all, so I, th- yeah. that's why I, I'm, uh, it's a very foreign concept to me. So I,
2: I would think that um, both of them did just for the sake of you know exuding confidence and things like that. But uh, Mayweather was pretty certain once he finished that he mm-hmm. won. Um, but with that though, um, the th- <laughs> the thing that I kind of I kind of do like it about Mayweather, it's just the the ego on him is so mm. massive that uh, I think it was like in the in the ninth or tenth round. Pacquiao uh, had him against the ropes and just unleashed, you know, um, a combination on him, and like uh, Mayweather just went back into, like you know, into into his show and, and defended, and then so Pacquiao unleashed a flurry of punches, and then he he, he stepped back and Mayweather, Mayweather's on the. Um, on the on the what do you call them the ropes and he just uh, he looks at Pacquiao and he just goes nut and shakes his head and then Pacquiao comes in again another flurry steps back uh, Mayweather the same thing just shakes his head and goes nut it's not going to be enough he, he literally mouthing Pacquiao goes in again and starts flying goes out and Mayweather's just like nut it's just like that
1: that ju- to me is a boring fight.
2: Oh, but I just think how baller is that of Mayweather just to just basically you know taunt his opponent in the biggest fight of of their career. Well, I mean, yeah, what's called that? I mean, let's put it this way: Mayweather earned a hundred million
1: dollars from yeah. that fight. He earned more than David Beckham ever did in his career. Really? That's a, someone told me that's that that he earned more money from that fight than David Beckham did in his career. I'm not. I haven't double checked that. I probably should have, but I did hear <laughs> that or read it somewhere.
2: I. I um. I. Ooh, I'd be surprised if that's true, but at the same time, like that's you know, a uh, hundred million dollars. I yeah. mean, phew, like, that's not that's a fair good, whack. That's a that's a good day. Like I'd almost go. Well, I, I couldn't last twelve rounds to be knocked out in the first five seconds. Actually, no, I'd drop to the ground crying within three. <laughs> but. um yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty cool to watch, and then obviously we had the NFL draft over the last three days. The Kentucky
1: Derby was on Sunday, by the way, as oh, well. But yeah. I, I have I've again like the boxing. I don't have any. Yeah, horse in that.
2: racing, snore. Yeah, um, a bit like that. Yeah, I mean, yay for horses, but horse racing, snore.
1: But the NFL draft, I actually watched the first three rounds, so I got quite into that. Obviously, no Aussies got drafted. Uh, which was probably expecting that anyway. But there's still a chance that a couple of them could be free agents. And I saw a stat when I was watching the NFL draft. I don't know if you saw the same one, but there was stats on last season. Out of players that got selected in the first and second rounds, I think only 25% of them played every single game. But then it got to the free agents, and something like 35% of them played every game.
2: Yeah, I think that's... So there's
1: still a chance for a lot of these kids. Just because you're not drafted doesn't mean your career is over by any stretch of the imagination.
2: Yeah, I think... um... I probably got two views on this. Is one is that um, with the free agents, they're more, I suppose, lower ceiling athletes. Mm. You know, they might be able to plug and play straight away. But you know, the the ones to get drafted in the first and second rounds, especially in recent years, there's been an awful lot of underclass uh, underclassmen declare, mm. um, which is a bit of an issue actually. Um, I feel, um, you know, in terms of you know, comp- again going back to I I don't like the fact that. Uh, athletes can declare so early in um, in their collegiate career, especially for basketball. Um, well,
1: Basketball's a one year, but for the NFL, them, it's three. It's three. Yeah. So, but then a lot of them do redshirt their first season, so then sometimes they have to play two.
2: Yeah, but I'd almost argue that the attrition rate and um, the damage that you can do in a football career. Um, you know they should make them stay the full four years in college and, and things like that, but mm. or at least get their degree um, do a Robert Griffin jr and what all the quarterbacks do and graduate in three years, um, so they at least have a piece of paper um, on their side mm. uh, but yeah, the draft draft was good i mean I, um, as a Minnesota Viking I was, I was pretty happy as a pats man you were happy
1: well i I was obviously happy with our first round draft pick because he kind of fell to us in the end um, but um, that's all subjective. I mean, you're going off analysts. And- exactly. Well, that's, that's what, all I'm going to be going off the entire time, I'm guessing, because yeah. the, sec- our, the, the guy who picked up with our second round pick and our third round pick, no one's ever heard of, but everyone's thinking, well, then Belichick knows something that we don't know. So it's hard to kind of gauge because I'm pretty sure, I'm going to get out of the limb here and say Belichick actually knows more about uh, the whoa, draft whoa. process than I do. Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: <laughs> Bill Belichick knows more than you. Oh, Chris.
1: Please. I know it's a long shot. I don't usually defend you, but come on, mate.
2: <laughs> Palo checks a chump. How many Super Bowls he won? Like only five.
1: I appreciate your your defence there. That's on it. me, but um, yeah, I, I can only go off off what I read pretty much. So I'm got, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with whatever the pads do. That's why I like the Patriots because you can kind of just trust them. There's going to be busts here and there, but I I completely trust them and and they know what they're doing. So. This is why I don't like uh, as long as I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan. Because I, th- they they've just had a track record of stuff and picks up, but the Patriots, with the uh, the track record they have, I think it's it's uh, it just speaks for itself.
2: And uh, in terms of um, the the Aussies that went through and, and missed out, uh, obviously we're the the two that, that spring to mind the most are, are Scott Harding, uh, Hawaii, uh, and Sam Owen Hill, and Sam Owen Hill, um, and you know potentially uh, I think who else was there that was potentially being uh, I think uh, Johnny and and, and Chappie from Pro Kick were were putting forward I think it was Lenny Holderhead's name as well. Um, he's playing in the in the new uh, what's it called? It's not an arena league down, down in So that, uh, Southern yeah. California, um, and uh, and so yeah, I mean look, uh, I would. I would fully expect that at the very 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 least uh scott harding and and, and Hill are brought in for workouts um The rumor that I've heard about Sam Owen Hill is that there's a uh h- how will I categorize these teams <laughs> um uh there's one from...
1: The divi- go, go the division.
2: No, I, I want to go more specific. I want to go... There's one from... <laughs> New England. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, I'll just leave it at uh, it was because, again, you know, I might not end up at the, at the team. So I've been told, but, um, you know, they're, they're going to... You can't
1: just say something and then go back on it. Okay, okay,
2: okay. They're going to be at least, at the very least, working out for an NFL team. Thank you. Yeah, and what I'm sorry. Can we get like the exclusive sound clip getting in, or like a whoosh?
1: Um, or, is that how it, is that how it sounds? Uh,
2: I have no idea. I don't work in radio. Um, yes, you do. You work on this show. Uh, this is this isn't radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just unpaid.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, man. Um,
1: uh, but we've got a big show. We haven't actually previewed what's coming up, Lockie, but we do have a big show, as always. We're going to be training to Sam Loy, who uh, trained with Pro Kick, uh, what was it, a month ago or a couple of weeks ago. So this is a kid. Obviously, we speak about all the Australians that um, Chappie and, and John are sending over to the States to play collegiately. But there's been a couple of American athletes who have come over to Australia to specifically train with ProKick or well, 1 specifically, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Sam, but he's come down and he trained with ProKick, and he met the boys, and it was it was an experience for him, so we, we had a chat to him earlier today about it, so we're going to be playing that very, very shortly.
2: And a really interesting uh, sort of uh, another landmark occasion, you'd say, in terms of being able to get... Uh, uh, international, uh, an athlete from the system where you know it's their sport. It's created. And it's kind yeah. of like an, an Aussie rules footy player going over to America to yeah. be taught Aussie rules from an American. Like it's just exactly. It's it's, it's kind of bonkers, but uh, it's a cool thing, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, more more of it happens.
1: Absolutely, and also we're going to be uh, chatting to Tom Reed from Believe the dot com as well about the um, the latest news in the playoffs. Game one of uh, a couple of the series is have gone on today, or earlier today, uh, earlier yesterday. So we're going to be going through all of those. Obviously, it's disappointing news that the Spurs are now out of contention, which eliminates Mills and Baines. I'm a bit upset about the fact that they had to play Clippers in the first round because there was that whole situation where because uh, the Trailblazers finished top seed in the division, they finished as a four seed, which meant it pushed the Spurs down from the fifth seed to the sixth seed, ended up playing um, Clippers. Um, but we will get to that we'll get, we'll, we'll find out Tom Tom Reed's uh, opinion on that anyway but we still got Del Vadova in contention and we still got Boget Boget and his Golden State Warriors again we'll talk about it with um Tom Reed. Tom Reed later on but the Golden State Warriors still haven't dropped a game yet in the series and
2: Curry's MVP they,
1: they just look phenomenal at the moment i i can't see especially with uh, Love's injury for the Cavs i think that'll really hurt their chances and i i really can't see anyone sticking it to Golden State at the in moment there?
2: hurt his chances? Yeah. Has he got an injury?
1: Uh, Anyway, let's move on.
2: (laughs) Yep, all right. (laughs) Tumbleweed.
1: (laughs) And we're also, actually, what we're going to be, and this is, we should have started off with this. I don't know how I forgot about this. We're going to be going through our top 10 favorite sports movies of all time. It is a very, very difficult process. I had... I had to cut it down from 15. Oh, I just cut it. I had to cut it down from 20. There was 13 that I was, I was trying to figure out. There was four or five to take that last spot. But oh, we'll, I'll give you my top 10 later just on. Just
2: do you notice I haven't ranked them at all. I've just got a large list of sports movies. That's I'll fine. About. I've,
1: I've attempted to rank them, so we'll see how we go. But first, before we get into that, before we get into the chat with Sam Lowe, we're going to be starting off with our rounding the Bases with Tom Reed from Believe the Hype NBA. Joining us on rounding the bases this afternoon is Tom Reed from Believe the dot com, mate. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you very much for having me, Chris. It's, uh, yeah, it's always always good to be on and, and talk the week that was in hoops.
1: Especially when we've got such a good game that's just been played. Yesterday's game between uh, the Spurs and the Clippers, Game Seven, was probably one of the best games I've seen in a very very long time. Especially that last quarter and that last shot by Chris Paul as well.
3: Yeah, just Chris Paul. I mean, the fact he got he got hurt earlier on in the game went played through with injury. Finishing up with twenty-seven points, nine for thirteen from the field, uh, five from six from three, and and yeah, that that last shot coming to the lane and a nice sort of floater. It was just, uh, oh, it was it was it was heartbreaking to see the two Aussies losing that way. Yeah, I mean you can't it's, for someone like Chris Paul who has, he's, he's apparently been been known as the best point guard in the game, but has never he's even though he's shown up. His teams have never really shown up in the playoffs, and it's always been a struggle for him. So for him to lead the team on his own back out of his first round against the defending champions, you know, full credit to him, and and what an amazing game it had.
1: The fact that the Spurs actually had to play the Clippers in the first round as it stood, do you think there should be a shift in the way that they organized the seedings in the playoffs? Because obviously we saw uh, the Portland Trailblazers become a four seed because they won their division, even though they had a worse record to the San Antonio Spurs. Do you think they need to look into the way that uh, the seeding is, is uh, worked out in the playoffs?
3: Because um,
1: I- it seems like a wasted series as a first rounder
3: yeah but i mean that, I guess that's just just sort of how it goes as well with the fact that the Western conference is so one sided at the moment i mean they do need to they do need to look into it. I personally don't want them to look into it i i, I don't mind how it is right now um and but i I do feel that for the fact that um the East has been basically sucked since about the year 2000 and, and the West has just gotten better and better and, you know, the issues of, of the 4-5 seedings, uh, I, I do believe that they, they do need to look into it and potentially make a few changes, where it be uh, divisional champions don't automatically get top 4, but get, you know, say, uh, automatically can qualify for the playoffs. So I mean, you, you'll rarely see a divisional champion not make the playoffs, but mm. it can happen. So, rule, rule, subtle rule changes like that could help it out, but I mean, um, I, I'm more. I'm more want to go down the lines of Andrew. What Andrew Bogut said about this series, and 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 make um, Adam Silver and have it as a, a ten-game series, so that we get three more of these.
1: Yeah, that's a good point as well. Speaking of Andrew Bogut, his Golden State Warriors played the Grizzlies earlier today, and just a phenomenal result. They're now five and zero in the playoffs. They're really the team to beat now, I think.
3: Yeah, they are, and uh, San Antonio were the one team that I thought could have given them a bit of trouble. Uh, but right now, with how they're playing, and, and they they were in cruise control against the Memphis Grizzlies, winning one hundred and one to eighty six. Bogut Bogut had had an up and down game. He played okay. He was it was pretty quiet in terms of the points department. Um, had a couple of had a, a, a couple of steals and, and, his, and his rebounding was okay, but he had a lot of troubles with with Marcus Dole and, and Zach Randolph. and I mean, both of those guys shot at a pretty good clip throughout the game, um, but I, I expect him to to improve. But on, on the plus, on the other side, they didn't really need him too much out there because I mean that, they were just in, in so much cruise control throughout this game.
1: Four points and six rebounds for the bogeyman Now yeah, the other the other game that we want to have a look at is uh, the Bulls and the Cavs in the Eastern Conference. Um in Eastern Conference series, that's obviously between Cam Besto and Matthew Del Vadova. We've spoken about the fact that uh, Besto probably won't get any game time. Dally still will. How do you think that series will pan out?
3: Uh, this is going to be an interesting series. The, the Cavaliers have a couple of uh, issues at the moment with, obviously, Kevin Love going down and, and he'll be out for four to six months. And um, J.R. Smith being suspended for the first couple of games um, after that. Uh, a little bit of rough and tumble that he had against um, against the Boston Celtics. But I think that, I still think that the Cavs are going to win this series, but it's, it's definitely going to be a lot closer than what it would have been before. Um, and especially for the first two games, the Cavs are going to have to rely so much more heavily on their bench. Guys like like, like Matthew delavadova James Jones, Mike Miller, we're going to be seeing a lot of those guys getting a few more minutes. Tristan Thompson is definitely going to become a, a key part of this rotation with Kevin Love out. Um, but I, I still think that they've got the experience the skills and and um and and the players to be able to get the job done over chicago absolutely now what's on
1: the show before we let you go
3: uh this week just uh regular playoff episodes every second day and um and also if you guys go back into the archives our last episode um although it'll probably be our second last episode at the time that someone listens to this uh we had matthew deladover on for a chat ahead of the um of the series against the Bulls, just uh, talking a bit about how they were dealing with the, the week off because uh, it was weird. This is the, this is his longest break of the season right now, and it was in the middle of the playoffs. So, sort of yeah, happened. what
1: was it? Eight or nine games, wasn't
3: it? Uh, yeah, eight, I think it's eight days in the end. From, from eight starting, days, sorry, yeah. Which is um, which, which is a crazy long break for a, for a team to have um this time of year.
1: Will that hurt or or help them? You reckon? Is it is it, it going to help their chances?
3: Uh, It it could go either way. I feel that in terms of what happened around the team and the fact that JR is going to be out for the first couple of games and and Kevin Loves out, the fact that they had those extra few days of practice to be able to sort of work together a little bit more and find ways to work without them, I feel could help them. Um, But Deli said that that David Blatt has kept them all in the right mindset throughout this time. I mean, guys like, like Blatt, uh, LeBron James, they've been there, done that, guys. They know exactly how to deal with these sort of situations. So I, I think that, that it definitely could be good. Uh, could be good for them heading into the Chicago series.
0: Beautiful. Thanks for joining us, mate. We'll speak to you next week. Not a problem, Chris. Have a good one, mate, and catch you next week. chatting to Australians flying the flag in the US of A. This is the Flag Flyers.
1: You're listening to the Flag Flyers on 1116 SEM with Chris Tyler and Lucky Miller. Now, Lucky. It's no secret that we're big supporters of Pro Kick Australia and all they've been doing to help get all the Aussie punters in the collegiate system. But now, they're getting American athletes coming down to train with them, mate. One of those athletes is Sam Lowe from Santa Margarita Catholic High School. And he joins us on the line. Sam, welcome to the Flag Flyers. Uh Thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Now, how'd you first hear about Pro Kick? Um, well, we were in America and we were
4: a team that had uh, been a lot of Americans in the uh, NFL, or college football, and uh, seeing that, we're questioning where they're coming from, you know, so we found out they're coming from Australia, of course, so we found out uh, Pro Kick Australia, they were the people that were sending them over and wanted to learn how to kick Australian ways to use it in uh, high school football.
2: What What was the tipping point for you to say, alright, we're, we're going to come in and we're going to go over to, to Australia? Was it, was it a belief from you that you thought you need to have this Aussie-style punting um as a skill set to to you know increase your chances or was it more just you know you thought that it would be a nice little um facet of to add to your to your kicking game
4: well i thought that the um, based on all the people lost johnson they come in and i kind of felt the game was changing a little bit for the punny wise. so i wanted to be, you know get that so i could uh, also put myself above the crowd give me more chances than uh Add it to my toolbox.
1: Say, hey, I got this stuff that other people might not have. I can do that. Do other stuff. Might make my chances better to get to so the Now, you mentioned that um, a lot of you've, you've noticed a lot of Australian punters playing over there. Obviously, we've had uh, Tommy Hackett and Tom Hornsey over the last couple of weeks win the, win the uh, Ray Guy Award. Um, in your eyes, do you think where it's it's finally gotten to the stage where not only pro kick but the Australian uh, punters in general have really gotten noticed and are really in the forefront of the minds of uh, the American football fans? I've seen
4: that it's definitely come up. Um, I feel like the NFL people are starting to question if they should have them in there. It's going to be coming up similar. I think they're going to start having them in here and actually going to start using it. They just... Uh, the Steelers just drafted... Um, I'll pick it up as free agent.
1: Uh, Jordan Berry? Uh,
4: yeah, Jordan Berry, yeah, from, uh, from Pittsburgh. We're probably going to use him, so that's going to help. Uh, if his chances are good, then it'll help a lot of the other Australians to come in and uh, bring more of them in to help
2: kick. So uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your experience out here and, and what were your first impressions upon meeting Chappie and, and, and Johnny from Pro Kick? Uh, did, they, did they live up to your expectations?
4: I think they lived up a little bit more than my expectations to put <laughs> up. Uh, they're really nice people, um, really good the personalities. You know, they make you work hard, which is good. They put you down. It's, it's crazy how uh, how much they make the Australians work over there the, and the high standards they set for the college football that they want them to play in. But it was amazing, uh amazing time over there They're great people.
1: What's the predominant difference that uh, you saw between the uh, the way that uh, John and Chappie actually teach the art of kicking compared to uh, what they or how they taught it in the states?
4: Well, over in the states, um, <clears throat> how we do the Australian is uh, punt is a lot different than the one we used over there. Uh, based on like I guess how you hold it and how you drop it, and um, they, uh, Chappy just. Demands a high, high. I um, want to say like.
2: Consistency.
4: Consistency, yes, consistency and um, skill set that a lot of other people wouldn't demand over here.
2: And did you find? So just, sorry, I was just to say. But, did you find in your week that you were out here that you know you saw a vast improvement in? In in your in your punting game, and uh, what what sort of uh, reaction have you had from from coaches since you've come back with with the footage that you come from uh, you gotten from Australia, and and have you had any sort of interest from coaches a bit more now?
4: Well, I've definitely seen that. Um, I need to step up my consistency because when I was over there, I just saw that the Australians had just had it down; they were hitting nose overs all the time. And over here, you usually don't see that much consistency in high school and stuff like that. So that really showed me that I need to step up my consistency for that. Um, it also, sh- the c- coaches have seen that, um, the film, they really like it. And it's like another thing that, you know, other people don't have and that it's a new thing. Especially coming from an American. And, um, I've gotten a so- lo- pretty good amount of, uh, um, interest by the colleges. Like, what, I came back one, one and a half weeks and I got a scholarship from Navy fantastic yeah
1: have you heard of uh, any other americans possibly doing the same thing as you've been doing and actually wanting to head over and and train with chappy for a couple of weeks like you did um i've seen
4: uh, like when i was over there and over here there's a lot of people that want to do it but uh they might not have the money to go over there or they just don't want to really spend the time or they don't have the time
2: so what what's the plan going forward for you? You're in are you in your senior year of of uh, high school over there or what's the timeline for you to uh to evaluate uh, and 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 try and uh, get coaches on side for your recruiting?
4: Well, I'm going into my senior year this year, so I have usually seen like a little bit after the uh, football season, which is like the end of like December beginning of June or January or June. So um that's like the big time where I need to get like good film other colleges and then I get a little bit studying in the camps but by then I'm going to have to start looking at where I want to go that's kind of like the deadline so going to camps this summer and stuff like that and college camps that's going to be a big thing for me
1: I hope you're going to make sure that all the Pro Kick boys over there uh, keep in contact with you and make sure that uh, you're doing alright are you going to make sure to, to keep in contact with a lot of them
4: yeah I just uh, recently went to a game and watched uh, um, Alex Benacci and um
2: Jake uh kick, so that's an interesting game what's uh just on your experience out here i I see uh, from uh, chappie's uh facebook and and Johnny that uh, they tried to uh, integrate you into Australian culture a fair bit you went and saw uh, an Aussie rules game and and a rugby union game uh, what what were those experiences like
4: um, big experience like um to, it just shows me like how much is different because when we were over there, we saw so many fields too as well. Almost everywhere you went, there's always like a grounds for like football and cricket. So it just shows how much athletics is put forward in that, in the country and stuff like that. But big experience, a lot of people, everyone's really into it. It's probably more fueled up than um, American football. You ask me.
1: Beautiful. Sam, thank you so much for joining us on the Flag Flyers today. Best of luck for your senior season, mate. We're going to keep a, a couple of eyes on you throughout the, the whole season and hopefully that uh, you can land a lucrative uh, college um, scholarship as well. So best of luck, mate, and thanks for joining us.
0: Uh, thanks for having me. Chatting to Australians flying the flag in the US of A, this is the Flag Flyers. You're on the Flag Flyers with Chris Dyler and Lucky
1: Miller. Now, Lockie, we have spent the entire week, except for Sunday because we went uh, on about before uh, how our Sundays were filled up with a variety of different sports. We were sports for choice on Sunday. But the rest of the week, we were compiling a list. And I love my lists. This specific list is a list of our top 10 favorite sports movies. So I've, in the past, I've created lists for my favorite movies, just in general. I've created lists of my favorite beers. I've created lists of my favorite songs. No, sorry, never the songs, but bands. Um, what else have I done? There's a whole bunch. I've, I've made many lists in my time. This is the first time that I've attempted the top 10 sports movies.
2: Have you ever created a list of your favorite lists?
1: I was thinking about it, but then I... I, I no, I didn't in the end. <laughs> you haven't? Oh, Not okay. in the end. But there's plenty of very, very good sports movies out there. Lucky, like, we put it out uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, we've had a couple of responses, someone saying Moneyball's got to be up there. Another person, Damien Arsenis, actually said about Coach Carter. We'll see if those make the list. What, so, your list? Both, because I've got one and you've got one as well. I'm just,
2: re- I'm just gonna reel. Oh, all right. Okay. But you've got ten,
1: yeah? It has to be ten. You have to choose ten. It's the top ten. I'm gonna start. I'll, I'll start off, but I'll start off with the ones that didn't make the list. That just missed out. All right, so they're not included. But I couldn't really squeeze them in. There was again, like I mentioned before, that last spot, that tenth spot. I had about four or five that I was trying to squeeze in that I couldn't quite get in. One of them was slap shot. Slapshot okay. I love Slapshot I saw it for the first time a couple of years ago watched it again very recently one of the best hockey movies of all time you would say that the Bash Brothers or whatever they're called the three brothers the three twins they're hilarious draft day what is the other one? No, I love Draft no Day. No way! It didn't, it didn't make it again. It didn't make Kevin it. Kostner. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Wait. By the way, Kevin Costner's in a lot of sport movies. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, but a lot of sport uh, movies. Did, did you not like Draft Day? I, no, I enjoyed it.
2: I wouldn't put it on my top ten list. Neither of did I. Neither
1: would I. That was one of my apologies. Yeah. I, again, I'm going through my apologies. Yeah, they
2: should apologise for it. I mean, like, I. It's something that you, if you got nothing better to do, oh yeah, you will sit down and I enjoy enjoyed it.
1: it. I didn't think it was As perfectly a, written. But (laughs) but I enjoyed it. Oh, man. It gave you an in-depth look about what would happen. I knew
2: exactly what was happening within the first three seconds of the movie.
1: It's not a movie that the twist is really going to ruin it for you, though. You don't need the twist. It's not like Sixth Sense or something like that.
2: Yeah, well, um, yeah, sorry. Continue on with your list.
1: The Wrestler. Darren Aronofsky, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Thoughts? Um... (laughs) Have you seen it?
2: (laughs) Uh... Technically, yes. <laughs> I watched the first bit, then I fell asleep on my couch, and I haven't revisited it yet. I've actually got a few of these movies that fall into that category. <laughs> I, I sometimes struggle to stay awake at
1: night time. Oh, lucky. And, and the other one, this is a movie that I watched very recently. I doubt this would be in anyone's top ten list, but as a Celtic supporter, I really enjoyed it, and that was a film called Celtic Pride. Have you seen or heard of Celtic Pride?
2: I haven't, but as a Knicks fan, I uh, can say that I hate it.
1: (laughs) It is a film about two Celtics supporters. They're in uh, the NBA Finals. It's Game 7 against the Utah Jazz. They've decided to kidnap the Jazz's star player.
2: (laughs) Sounds like a ripper.
1: Oh, it's hilarious. It is actually written by um, Judd Apatow. Okay. Judd Apatow, who did Forgetting Sarah Marshall, did Super Bad, did a whole bunch of those films. And Whether he was a producer, director, or writer, he was involved with all those films. So whenever you see a Seth Rogen film, more than likely, it's going to be a Judd Apatow film. So that was one of the films that he started off with. As a Celtic supporter and as a sports fan, I thought that was very funny. Dad watched the first half of me as well before I we had to uh, jet to bed because it was running quite late. And he had work in the morning, unlike some people. Um, And he enjoyed it as well, so that's a very good film. So those are the ones that just missed out, all right? Yeah. Here's my top 10. I'll go from 10 to 1. Number 10, Hoop Dreams.
2: That's not a movie.
1: That's the documentary that's under movies if you go to JB Hi-Fi or anything like that. That's a
2: documentary. That counts as a movie. No, it doesn't. It absolutely does. Have you seen it? We can do our top 10 sports documentaries next
1: week, but sports
2: movies, that doesn't count.
1: You're really not going to let me have no, hoop because
2: it's a doco. It's it's a ripping doco, and oh. it's easily in the top ten doc
1: sports docos. If if you're going to be really pedantic about this, I'll take out hoop dreams and put in Slapshot. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. Cool. Number nine. Yep. He got game. What? He got game. Denzel Washington, Ray Allen. Nah. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Nah. You have no idea, really. He got Spike game. Lee directed by Spike Lee. Nah. The basketball movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Really. Nah. Wow, it's it's a movie with Ray Allen when he was very it was very early on in his career, and he plays a up and coming basketball star. You've really never seen it. No, nah, it's got, got that famous scene where Denzel Washington and Ray Allen play one on one, and it's first to eleven points or whatever it is, and they legitimately play. There properly. you go. No, I haven't, I've never seen that phenomenal scene. And I'm sure this
2: conversation wow. is just ripping radio right now because was just awkward silences between me and you. But uh, no, I, I, I'm, no,
1: I'm surprised. I'm surprised. No, I haven't seen it. Number eight. Blindside.
2: Oh yes, every has, day of the week.
1: Has that made yours? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I, okay, cool. It took me a couple of years to actually
2: watch that. Me too. Since, me too. Since it came out. Um, but uh, hey,
1: Michael Law is still playing in the NFL, by the way. and playing quite well.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, on his uh, third, 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 fourth team now. Um, but uh, he's got a ring and uh, he's um uh yeah uh, earning some coin. He's earning. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, great movie. Sandra Bullock. She
1: was good in that, wasn't she? Top notch. Top notch. Number seven, Space Jam.
2: Oh, sorry, just quickly on blind side. The reason why uh, I love the movies, because it's a true story. I love true story movies. Me too,
1: me too. Or based on the true story <laughs>
2: movies. Um, there's actually, I think there's, there's actually, <laughs> most of my list are based on Based a true, on? Yeah, based on a true
1: story. Well, I'm assuming some of mine would be as well, but number seven is Space Jam. That is not based on a true story. <laughs> I actually don't have Space Jam on my That's list. That's based on an ad, a former McDonald's ad. Did you know that? Wait, sorry, started sorry. started off as a McDonald's ad.
2: I'm going to pull you up again. Space Jam isn't a movie. It's a documentary. <laughs> okay? Bloody
1: <laughs> <That, laughs> tunes are real. This purely goes in the list because of nostalgic reasons and I can pretty much recite the opening scene verbatim, but I will not do it because it's boring. Do you boring. remember Tarzos? Absolutely, I do. Oh, man. I had the Space Jam Tarzos with the yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With the cylinder and you put them all in the... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... That was one of my favourite movies as a kid.
2: Childhood consisted of Tarzos, uh, footy cards, and mm-hmm. uh, not so much for me, but for most of the people with my level Pokemon. Yeah,
1: I, I collected Pokemon. Did you? Yep.
2: Charizard. Wow.
1: I never had Charizard. <laughs> I don't
2: even so know so who clearly Charizard I wasn't is. an
1: avid collector because I never <laughs> got Charizard. But that was my number seven. Yeah, sorry. For obvious reasons. Larry Bird is hilarious in that film. Number six. Again, for nostalgic purposes, Mighty Ducks.
2: Ooh, I haven't even put that in yet.
1: Love Mighty Ducks. And I don't know if it's one or two, but one of the characters is Ross Tyler. So I always liked the fact that there was a character called Ross Tyler. But that's another Well, because you
2: share a surname of one yeah. of the most common surnames in the world. Absolutely. It's okay. not that
1: common. But I love that movie. I, I love everything. but I, I love 1, 2, and 3. I'm going to put number 1 in here, unless you'll let me put the 3 together in 1. Are you going to let me do that? What do you mean? Can I put Mighty Ducks 1, 2, and 3 all at that 6 spot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So that's one of my favorite movies of all time, or one of my favorite sports movies. I watched it again very recently. It holds up, Lockie. It holds up. It holds up, yeah. It holds up. Number five, Happy Gilmore.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't put that in. Like, I obviously haven't done my research very well today. Because, Not as good as me. No, but... This is uh, important to me. Happy Gilmore. Every, every school holidays, you count that Billy Madison Happy Gilmore mm. would be on that Friday night or the Saturday night. That would be one something.
1: of the most quotable movies of our generation.
2: Oh, absolutely. And it holds up. How many times oh, yeah. can you watch it and it never gets old? And, and the sad thing is, Adam Sandler hasn't done anything since then that's quality. Oh, it's shocking,
1: isn't it? He, that we, that was, he was at his peak in this movie. Yeah. Number four was a film I saw relatively recently, but still thought it was phenomenal. And Kevin Costner. Ball Durham. The baseball one, set in the minor leagues. Oh, Durham Bulls.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it.
1: I thought that was very good. Number three, I have a feeling this should be in yours. Friday Night Lights. Again, uh- based on a true story. Yeah, in Odessa, Texas.
2: I haven't watched that for for so long that I've just actually forgotten most of it.
1: That's just a movie because it, it, the reason why I like it is it epitomizes the, I guess, uh, how strong high school sports is and and the 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 sports scene in a small town in the states. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just rife how big it is. These these players at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and megastars. And if they win a championship at seventeen or eighteen, that is the epitome of their career. That's the epitome of their lives. That they're never going to get. They're never going to reach that height of happiness in their lives. Yeah, it just it's it's heartbreaking but beautiful at the same time. I'd, well, yeah, it's, it's I, I think um,
2: one of the things I, I would love to do, uh, if you know circumstances uh, pre- um, present themselves, is actually spend you know a month in. Uh, texas during high school football season just mm. friday night lights that it is just as as you and i both are um, massive uh us sport fans it's almost on the bucket list of things that you know just witness a, a texas
1: high school they're just so they they spend so much money even in high school it's millions of dollars on stadium and facilities yeah 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 millions
2: i was actually recently looking at um, it was actually a top ten list of uh the best high school football stadiums and you think you know, um, there's you know Division One FCS programs that don't have even have uh, stadiums mm. facilities like that. Not not too many, but when you put things into perspective and say that's a high school sports team, there was actually something uh, recently. Where was it? I think it was in Michigan, um, or Indiana, or or somewhere in the Midwest where uh, this high school um, got a uh, locker room fit out um, for their football team. That uh, right, it, it's just like Nike came in and did an Oregon Ducks one. Like it's it's off the charts, and it's a high school football team. It's just madness. And like all, it was made from a donation to the school, and like there was this huge uproar about you know that money should be sent on uh, spent on you know other things other than providing the football team with you know amazing facilities. But
1: it is so big. It is so popular. That is their lives. See, the the people of this town, of these towns. Just go ape for high school football.
2: Yeah. That's all I've got. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think it's just uh you know I'd almost outside of the um the uh the questionable gun laws, I'd almost uh, raise my kid if I had one, um in uh, in Texas just so I can groom him to be the quarterback.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A
2: five foot nine <laughs> quarterback Australian with question with questionable um, right uh, patella tendon strength, <laughs> um, you know. I'll see how that one pulls up, but uh, but yeah, no, um, absolutely. Friday night lights deserves to be there.
1: Number two, we're already re- down to two. Oh, on mine, and then we'll go through yours. Oh, okay. Remember the Titans. Another one based on a true story. Obviously delves into the racism aspect of of sports and how sports perhaps help overcome certain. Uh, obstacles. Yeah, I thought that was a brilliant film, and and that could have easily been number one. One and two spot, I was tossing up. Remember the Titans is a phenomenal film. Yep, phenomenal film. Number one. Okay, I agree with Damien Arsenis, Coach Carter.
2: Really, you put it I in love one.
1: Coach Carter. Oh. It was either Remember the Titans or Coach Carter again. I've got go I've got Coach Carter on my uh, on DVD, mm. which
2: is you know that that's a true sign of respect that I don't um, download it. <laughs> Um,
1: but well, you wouldn't download anyway would you because it's illegal
2: <laughs> you know I have Netflix Chris
1: oh good oh good
2: um, and that's all I'll say for if I never need this for evidence
1: <laughs> the producers of Dallas Buyers Club are going to come for you man
2: <laughs> I'm with Ionet too <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that is my top 10 list yeah. there's a couple of movies that uh, probably could have made it that I didn't mention Um. oh that you just hit my mic there, but that's alright. A couple of movies that just missed it, but they're on my top ten list. I'm gonna go with it. Lockie, what are yours? What are some of the ones you missed out? You already mentioned uh, a couple of films that you have in your list already. What are some of the ones that uh that I might have missed out that you rate as, as your top ten sports movies of all time?
2: Yeah, the the ones that uh we we uh we doubled up on were obviously the blind side. Um, uh, if if Hooped Dreams did count as a movie, we- okay,
1: let, let's leave that one out because then we will do our top ten sports documentaries yeah. another time.
2: Uh, obviously, uh, Coach Carter was in my list. Uh, so was uh, Remembered Times, um, and so was um, Friday Night Lights. Um, even though I haven't watched it for ages, I do remember it was brilliant. Um, so the other ones I've got in there uh Million Dollar Baby. Hil-
1: I haven't seen it actually. Hillary Swank. I haven't seen it, but heard it's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, directed by Clint Eastwood, and um, uh, a true story
1: too. Yep. Um,
2: actually, I'm just looking through mine now. The the six
1: are they all boxing ones?
2: No, they were all. Um, I, I Million Dollar Baby holds up on its own without recent events. Um, all, all mine here are actually true stories or <laughs> well, based on true stories. Uh, Million Dollar Baby, yeah, Hillary, Hillary Swank uh, was terrific. Um, uh, these are in no particular order, too, counting down. Um, but I might try and put some order in them. Um, what else we got? Million Dollar Arm, which is one that's come in the last couple. Again, of Again, I haven't seen that. What?
1: Haven't not seen that oh, yet. No. I, I want to. I, I could have I'll get it about eventually. This. I went to rent it on the weekend, and it was. They didn't have a copy of it. Or Actually, something no. Like that, we were so. talking
2: to Xavier Play about this last. We, week. Were. we um, were. Yeah, Million Dollar Arm. Um, you know, John Ham, our story of two, um, talent identifying two Indian cricket. Uh, uh, players that uh, won a pitching competition over there, um, brought them over to America, trained at USC, and ended up signing contracts with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, that, that's a look. It's not. I put it this way. It's not a. It's not a film. It's a movie. It's an. It's an enjoyable two hours. Pretty it's in, much the same thing, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, film and
1: movie is pretty much the same thing, lucky.
2: No, it's not. Uh, there is uh, the semantics actually hold up for a reason. There, uh, the same thing. Uh, the other ones uh, put in there. Okay, these these are my oh, these and there's are,
1: one that you're gonna say that I these are my top two could have had all right go these are my top two and
2: I don't know which one. Jerry Maguire, yes,
1: yeah, I thought you were gonna say yeah. That.
2: Jerry Maguire, I do love Jerry Maguire. I, I I remember seeing that in I reckon I saw that in 1996. Mm. Um, not at the movies because my parents were responsible, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, there was one scene when uh, uh, how do I put this eloquently? Um, Kelly Preston is having a good time with Jerry Maguire, and I was like six years old and walked in and just like you know it was on the screen. That's why you
1: like it, don't you?
2: Pretty much, um, and uh, yeah, Jerry Maguire obviously for for all the reasons that I, I love um, the idea. Of, I, I love I love sports agents. Or I, lo- I love the industry. I love the um, that aspect of it, even though I think most of them are scum. Um, <laughs> but, well, you can, know, they mean well.
1: Can I guess your last film? Oh, you know it in a heartbeat. It's a Moneyball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, Ma- that's another one that I could have easily had in mind.
2: Moneyball is brilliant. Yeah. I, I just think um... I,
1: I thought it was brilliant as well. Just because it's not in my top ten list doesn't mean it wasn't brilliant. Yeah, it's just a very, very tight list, and that was one of the ones that was a an omission that I, I re- not not regret, but could have easily been in there.
2: The, the reason why um, I probably really like uh, Moneyball and and even Million Dollar Arm for that purpose, because as a movie, it's not. You know, it's enjoyable. It's kinda of like draft day. It's in the same category. It's like, you know, it's an enjoyable couple of hours but it's not necessarily it doesn't stick with you. It's not gonna win an Oscar, it's more yeah. that way. Um but uh, I love the idea of I love the stories of Moneyball and, and Million Dollar Arm that's almost, you know, um you know, statistics and talent identification through, you know. Different thinking and, and all that sort of stuff, and so from a, a it's kind sport... to change the landscape of yeah, baseball. Yeah, so from, the whole story from from the the concept of of, of the story, uh, the storyline and, and the concept that it's uh, it's it's trying to put forward um, about uh, the various issues in the sports industry. Um, I thought we're really engaging. Just as a, I suppose. Uh, not just an avid sports fan, but uh, just also from a a coach's perspective uh, in, in sport and, and trying to look at things a different way. And you know, I thought Moneyball was put together really well. And um, some honourable mentions: um, two for the money. Uh, I've seen it. Ma- uh, Matthew McConaughey that um, sports gambling.
1: You know, another good Matthew McConaughey sports film is We Are Marshall.
2: We Are Marshall, yes. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> this one maybe falls in a category that's maybe not acceptable. Blades of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> It's about ice skating
4: yeah, I'll, I'll at the pay Olympics. It. I'll yeah, pay it. yeah. I'll yeah.
2: Pay it. What about uh, dodgeball? Dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge <laughs> a ball. Uh, what else we got? Uh, and then uh, Glory Road.
1: Glory Road. Yeah, about the 1955 yep. Western Kentucky four. I think 1954 four. We'll look it up. Along that, yeah, the Western Kentucky team against they played Kansas in the national championship game in the basketball and ended up winning against Adolf Rupp's Kentucky team, predominantly white. I think they had one black uh, player on in Kentucky or none. No, I'd say none. none. I'd say none. And this was the first team with five starting African American players, and they ended up beating yeah. in Kentucky.
2: Um, and just speaking of some recent ones that have come out, that again, there's 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 a lot of sport sports movies that are very fringe. They they're more got a uh, sports
1: undertone. Or something yeah, like
2: that, yeah. And Foxcatcher, kind of. Yeah, didn't really like that one. By the way, you well, said, I did not like that one bit. I
1: mean, I mean, you said Moneyball would never win an Oscar. You know, it was nominated for six.
2: No, no, <laughs> I, I was more referring to um uh. Um, a Million Dollar Arm that w- wouldn't win the oh yeah okay? yeah I was actually I was just about to clarify and say Moneyball oh. was nominated for <laughs> I was going to say yeah um, yeah because Brad Pitt was nominated for Best Supporting Actor yeah um, and you know uh, but yeah so from those movies uh, look there's, there's a few others that are <laughs> Grudge Match Uh I haven't seen that's it. not an honorable mention by any stretch straight- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a Robert Nero, Sly Stallone movie that they made in last. You know what
1: one that we haven't mentioned, and I haven't mentioned it for a very good reason because I didn't like it. Any given Sunday, did you have you seen and do you like Any Given Sunday?
2: Okay, so. Uh, just a little bit of a tangent. I'm going to go on. So, sorry, <laughs> uh, I apologize in advance. Any given... We are
1: running out of time a little bit, but just I'll make, be make I'll a be point. real
2: quick. So I come from a rowing background, okay. And there's a big thing, like I suppose most sports do, where they create I suppose team videos, pump up videos, hype videos for like you know, their school rowing team in the lead-up to the major race or whatever like that, the speech from any given Sunday has never been, like the inches yeah. thing, has yeah. never been... Uh, actually Used as, as much as... As much. Yeah. There's this one famous rowing video um, that this Canadian Olympic rower Kevin Light created um, or made, and it's probably the most viewed rowing video um, on YouTube um, about inches, about the Canadian rowing team. It's just a hype video. But then every single... App, shut up. <laughs> I see. Just stop judging rowing.
1: It's a good No, thing. it wasn't just... It was something you... That's all right, go on. Yeah, let me
2: let, let me go. Um, and yeah, and so from that perspective, like I'm sort of a bit worn out through of any given Sunday because I've heard that speech so much. Yeah, but uh, I just
1: thought it was a bollocks film. Yeah? yeah, I did not did not enjoy. I actually turned it off. I didn't finish Can it. Can you do an
2: Al Pacino impression? No, come on.
1: No, I can't. Oh, okay,
2: I love Al Pacino impressions.
1: One more before you finish it off the fan. I think we mentioned it last week. The fan about uh, it was Robert De Niro film. He's a big San Francisco Giants fan and uh, ends up stalking one of the players, I think, because the player's not trying hard enough or something like that. I can't really remember the story, but that's oh, another good film. Just, just okay, and I'm just going to reel through some that we haven't mentioned. Which, all right, really quick. Yeah, Rocky? Haven't seen it. I've never seen Rocky. Jeez. I've actually never seen Rocky. Uh,
2: to to uh, bring all the sports in, Seabiscuit? Never seen it. Uh, <laughs> maybe, what else we got? Um, okay, R- oh, Ali? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no?
1: I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Ali. Uh, Raging Bull. What about Raging Bull? I uh, never uh, mentioned Raging Bull. That's, that's one of the best ones as well. I probably should have bend had that it on my... Bend It Like Beckham. I actually do love that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's so good. I do. <laughs> um, Cinderella Man. Never seen it. Russell Crowe. Never seen it. Come on, mate.
1: Um, clearly, I try to avoid boxing movies.
2: Yeah, clearly. Um, Unless they've
1: got Robert De Niro in them.
2: Uh, what else? And then the, oh, I'd probably say the... Oh, <laughs> someone... I'm, I'm reading off of IMDb. Someone has put in Blue Crush. That surfing movie. Is
1: that me. the one with Jessica Alba? Uh, if it is, it gets points If I can just get over.
2: Uh, anyway, we're running out of time. We
1: are. That brings us to the end of the show today. Chris Tyler and Lockie Miller. If you want to uh, keep up to date with all the goings on with all the Aussies... 42! Actually, yeah, that's a good one. Jackie Robinson.
2: That's in my top 10.
1: I saw that one on the plane to the States about a month ago. Yeah, 42. That's that would have been it. in my top 10, but that is a very, very good that's film. In my top 10. But it might have been because of the case where I was watching it on a small airplane screen, and it had the uh the subtitles down the bottom and i couldn't really hear it because the headphones were bollocks so that might have skewed my uh, judgment a little bit but again a phenomenal film can i can i say goodbye now is this is this all right you're allowed thank you that brings the end of the show today chris tyler and lucky millie if you wanted to follow what's going on in the world of uh, american sports specifically with the australians you can follow us on facebook facebook facebook.com forward slash the flag flies or on twitter at The Flag Files. Make sure you, you, you like us or follow us or whatever is applicable to whatever social media it may be. Uh, you can also uh, download us on uh, on iTunes if you just search for The Flag Files. You can find us there. And you can also find our podcast on the SEN website, SEN.com.au. Mate, have a tremendous week and we will see you next week. Real Steel. Napa,
0: no.